The Emperor is healing us. Mm. Thank you, Lieutenant Christopher. Put him through. You did not experience a pleasant visit, Captain Burnham. That's one way of putting it. Then may I inquire, why still give us your dilithium? Because we're the Federation. It's what we do. And if you need anything else, we're here. No strings attached. That was a hell of a thing. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right. Let's fly. Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts. And with me is Johnson Lee, my co-host. Hey, Mike. Johnson, what's going on tonight? Well, you know what's not going on? Bad audio. That's <laughs> yeah. That's been fixed this time. That has been fixed this time. Uh, apologies again to our listeners. Uh, well, I mean, you're, was... I think you're beating yourself up a lot more than other people were i i was i i we i debated whether even to release the episode oh my gosh you're so dramatic uh the drama uh, queen it was horrible it was horrible. it was fine like we've it was done, echoey we like recorded episodes on our iphones that wasn't that bad but this was horrible i mean clearly my webcam mic is uh Sub, Very sub subpar. Um, I love my webcam, but I am really shocked by the the quality of the mic. But yeah, so we fixed it. It was a settings issue. Uh, all is well this week, and uh, we're using the right mic this time, and mm-hmm. so all the audio quality should be normal. Better, better. midland, yes, better. middling. So middling. So it's uh it's Thanksgiving week. We're gonna get this out a little early this week, and uh, a so it's early. Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean it's Tuesday night. We're recording on a Tuesday night before Thanksgiving in the U.S. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Yes, just the U.S. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Yes, but yes, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Preemptive and preemptive uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we are going away. You're going away. Am I going away? I'm seeing my mom in Staten Island on, as I like to call it, the island. <laughs> the island. The island. <laughs> what about you? You're going to see your sister? We're going to my sister's in Massachusetts, driving up on Thanksgiving morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping to leave early enough to avoid too much kerfuffle with the... With traffic, holiday. And traffic. when are you guys back? Uh, we're coming back Saturday night sometime. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
yeah, we've got uh, brunch plans. We're going to put up the Christmas tree and a tree decorating party at Mr. Johnson Lee's. Yes. Yes. So, There's going to be forced participation in ornament making. I, I, you've you've prepared us. You've shown us the pictures yes. of, the, of what we're doing. So, yes. Yes, it's happening. It's Get happening. Ready. So, yeah. Th and that's the holiday weekend. And then we're back to work on Monday. Oh, <laughs> misery. Yes. It'll be fine. I'm looking forward to the days off. It'll be nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dennis is very excited about going to the Rentham premium outlets. I don't know why we've been to outlet places before, but this is in the town <laughs> next door to where my sister lives. So he's excited about this on Black Friday. Okay. Which is, yeah, I guess I'm going Black Friday. Uh, it's oh, just going to be a nightmare. It's, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, has he not heard of Cyber Monday? He has not. No. Mm. Um, so what yeah. do you guys need? Like junk? No. Uh, I would like to get another pair of like nice jeans. Okay. Uh, and uh, maybe maybe some uh, nice t-shirts. Okay. So cool. yeah, just um, you know, just some regular clothes. You know, as we're moving back into doing more in-person things, mm -hmm. it's nice to have more fresh clothes. I want coral. That's unexciting. It's and, very exciting. And you'll probably have to explain to our listeners why. I think I've explained it before. Yeah, I'm just, I know. Yes. I'm just a saltwater aquarium enthusiast, for those of you who don't know. And right now I have two fish tanks. One that just started, it has nothing in it. Actually, I did put a fish in and then it died. And then that's that's another, that's a story for another day. But I well, that is the story. Tank. There is nothing more to There's it other than, other than you've killed another fish. It happens all the time. I, I know. I, yeah, I don't even feel anything anymore. It's just like, you know, it, but it is kind of more like money down the drain. That's, yeah. more, that's what I'm feeling. Um, and then I do have my other fish tank that I need to, um, no, I, it's pretty stocked already, I, but I do want a couple of additional items in there, but that's it. Have, have the fish returned to said tank? Yeah. Oh, You'll okay. see them on Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's very alive. They're like swimming around. They get a little territorial once in a while. They like have a scuffle and then they return to their normal routines. So. Okay. All right. Uh, the anemone has not eaten anybody? No, but my clownfish has bonded with the anemone um, and is very happy in it. So you'll get to okay. see it snuggle in the anemone. It's very cute. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, well, uh, it's um, very adorable, but it doesn't always get into the anemone. Like it sleeps in the anemone and if you go to up to the fish tank and make big motions with your hands to kind of scare it, it'll it'll go into the enemy. <laughs> okay, so if like you torture you it, big motions, you know, so. if you torture it, it will go back to the enemy because yeah, it gets scared, and then it's a, it's like it's safe haven. So, you know, do you name your fish? No, no. Do you name no no no? So no. they don't have names or personalities. They do have personalities. But I don't name them. Okay. Fish actually have interesting personalities. Uh, um, okay. So 
we can that's All right. another discussion that's a that's that, that is be another saltwater reef keeping podcast that we can start <laughs> yes that we, yes that we can publish on i, I can't wait for that that'll come out in tw- <laughs> 2035 i think is a good year for that. <laughs> 2035 yeah i think that's a good year so what is it you want me to do simple conduct your warp flight tomorrow morning just as you planned why tomorrow morning Because at 11 o'clock, an alien ship will begin passing through this solar system. Alien, you mean extraterrestrials? More bad guys? Good guys. They're on a survey mission. They have no interest in Earth. Too primitive. Oh. Doctor, tomorrow morning when they detect the warp signature from your ship and realize that humans have discovered how to travel faster than light, they decide to alter their course. They make first contact with Earth right here. Here? Uh, actually, over there. It is one of the pivotal moments in human history, Doctor. You get to make first contact with an alien race. And after you do, everything begins to change. Your theories on warp drive allow fleets of starships to be built, and mankind to start exploring the galaxy. It unites humanity in a way that no one ever thought possible when they realize they're not alone in the universe. Poverty, disease, war, they'll all be gone within the next 50 years. But unless you make that warp flight tomorrow morning, before 11.15, none of it will happen. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. 2035. Speaking of 2035, yesterday, it was like completely unrelated. Yesterday was the 25th anniversary of Star Trek First Contact. Wow. November 22nd, 1996. Wow. So, Mike, yeah, I wanted to ask you, do you remember where you were November 22nd, 1996? I mean, I didn't see it till the 23rd on a Saturday. But I, I don't remember yeah. when I saw it. I mean, I, how would you I, not remember? It was such a good movie. It is arguably the best TNG movie. I would agree. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have a strong memory with Star Trek movies in the theater. I think now I would because, if, you know, when the next movie comes out in 2023, we'll probably go to see it together. Sure. So it'll and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So, I mean, uh, there's... Yeah, I remember... No, I remember First Contact. I remember Insurrection. I remember um, Nemesis. Wow. Generations I saw on VHS that I did not see okay. in theater. Yeah, I don't really have a strong memory of... I, I know roughly where I was. I, I was living in Connecticut at the time, teaching, and uh, doing a year of teaching. And uh, I think I, I went... I possibly went with uh, the priest that I was working for at the time, uh, who I believe was also a Star Trek fan. But um, you're, you're like vaguely re- recollecting. I'm vaguely recalling this. You know, there are there are parts of my life which are uh, unknowingly blacked out, or oh dear, my or my memory has uh, you know deteriorated. Deteriorated. Um, yeah, I don't. But I, I I'm trying to think like where did I see the other movies, and I can't even think of those. So you know, I I think being a solitary Star Trek fan for so long, I just didn't associate where and when i saw them mm-hmm. um 
with, you know, because they didn't have anybody to associate with and, and talk about it afterwards, really. So, uh, yeah, it was just, and then, then after seeing it so many times on, you know, VHS and DVD and on demand and everything, you know, I, you know, just trying to think back to when I first saw it, I can't even, can't even really recall it, but what do you, what do you remember about 25 years ago? 25 years ago. It's true. Um, so it's interesting. So I remember really anticipating. I remember the anticipation. It was intense. Oh, for first contact. The marketing did a great job. I was obsessed with um, like the posters. Do you recall the two posters? One was the Enterprise E just like flying over the board cube. And then there was the one with the Star Wars, like headshots, big headshots. I remember the headshots one. Yeah. I don't remember so there two, the there, other one. Teaser poster. Um, I will uh, pull it up. Okay. So first contact teaser poster. Um, and it was just in, in the TV promos. I was like getting really excited. I was like, my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then um, I did not see it opening day. I saw it the day after. And I remember being in Chinese school. So I was 14 oh. at the time and I was still attending Chinese school on Saturdays. So this was like throughout, like, I think early high school, I was in grade school and early high school. I was going to Chinese school uh, on Saturdays. And I remember uh, my teacher was actually a family friend. And I remember being, this is the, this is the, oops, this is the teacher poster. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Now that I see that. Okay. Yeah. If, okay. Yeah. I would definitely remember that was also the book cover. The mm -hmm. hard, they did a hardcover yeah. book. Yep. That's the one that was on the uh, hardcover book. Um, so I remember being in Chinese class and I was seeing, I was going to be seeing the, the movie right after. And I remember being like really antsy, like <laughs> really, really antsy. And so imagine me now, but when I'm 14 and my energy level and like my, you know, I'm just like jittering. Right. And I'm just remember my, my Chinese school teacher was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> she was like, what is wrong with you today? I'm like, I'm like, I'm very excited to go see a movie. She's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also saw it by myself, which I was totally okay with. I went to like this like theater in Staten Island on like Highland Boulevard or whatever. Um, I think there were like probably like 10 other people in theater. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it was, it's not, you know, Staten Island, whatever. Um, and it was kind of like, an, you know, like a early afternoon showing. So it wasn't like, you know, it, sure. it wasn't packed. Um, but it was great. I, I remember like when, uh, when Data, like at the end, he, he breaches like the warp core and like the coolant leak, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, I remember someone in theater was like, yeah, or something. <laughs> I was like rolling my eyes, but like it was so good. It was so good. Um, did I see it again? I'm trying to think. I think I only saw it once. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was 14 year old Johnson. There you know, we go. Really excited about Star Trek. Being it was amazing. Little, it was amazing. It was such a good movie. Young little nerd Johnson. Mm hmm.
now I'm like adult nerd, but whatever. Now, now being a nerd is cool. Back then it was not cool. Now it's correct. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Back then have taken over the world, you know? Yes. Yes. So yes, we have. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's cool. That's a nice memory. Yeah. I yeah. will like never forget it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, wanted to ask you since the anniversary was yesterday. So. 25 years yeah it is it is by far i think the out of the four next gen movies probably the best definitely um yeah yeah we can talk about this again when it's the 50th anniversary (laughs) (laughs) so maybe i'll remember talking about the 25th anniversary (laughs) but i won't actually remember seeing the the movie in theaters originally yes correct well, hopefully we'll have plenty of more movies and obviously we'll have plenty of more TV to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh did you God. see this advent calendar from Eagle Moss? I saw it. So I think I saw it when they announced it like a while ago. Um, I remember when it was first kind of teased back. I think it was like the spring or summer. It was like a while ago. Yeah, it was, was a like, long time ago. It's like a monstrosity. And yeah, I guess now it's, did it just get released? Is that why you're bringing it up? Yeah, or? I think it's been released. Uh, I mean, I've seen a couple of reviews. Like it's like or, it started or, getting, sh- it's been shipped basically. Yeah, I think, well, it's on, you know, it's on some websites for reviews and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I, I thought for some reason that I, it was going to be smaller and it, it was going to be a little bit more like small little, boxes with something no. in it and this is not the case it actually is it's massive looks enormous it's really big uh it's huge and uh yeah it's uh 149 it's serious yeah yeah i mean that's you know for 25 little uh tchotchkes as you would call them uh, <laughs> that's a lot of shit like that's a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I, you know, I saw a couple of images. I mean, there's socks, there's a mug. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, are, those aren't necessarily tchotchkes. Those are like, you know, I mean, socks are practical. A mug is practical. Um, it's stuff you know. that you don't need. Okay, well, I mean, if you need a mug, I mean, why not? Oh, my God. The last thing I need is a um, collector's mug. <laughs> so I'm, I'm anxious to see what else is in it i mean it's definitely i'm not definitely not going to get it uh, i don't need all that little stuff either but i'm sort of more like if i want something specific i'll get it versus uh-huh. you know kind of having 25 things that like maybe, the wrath of con pin yes like the wrath of con pin exactly i it came out i ordered it i think it's beautiful Fansets did a great job with it, but Eagle Moss is also, a, you know, a, a great company. Um, I'm anxious to see. They they also showed some promotional or early images of some of the 32nd century starships that are going to be part of the the starship collection. So, oh, okay. How are they going to uh, do in- the like non connect, not collected, not connected? I can speak, not connected nacelles. Uh, so they've got clear plastic connectors oh, okay, that hold right. it in place. So, which I think is pretty ingenious. I, you know, I mean, obviously they know what they're doing. Um, but I already have, I mean, I have the enterprise from, from discovery. I do actually have the discovery it's in storage right now. Um, 
but uh yeah i don't know if i need the the discovery a or not um the void you know and we're going to talk about it soon i mean the voyager was once again in the premiere of discovery so um i, I can't remember if the discovery is uh, the voyager is one of them or not but i think it was but i'm not sure um so i'm excited to see these i i sort of want to see them on display maybe maybe i'll go down to forbidden planet someday and see if they're on display in forbidden planet why forbidden planet is a cool like comic book store slash oh is that the one like is it near times square no it's in union square oh okay yeah whatever it's a it's like two blocks from union square okay so might want to check that out um go there and check that out um yeah so i think that's it for for news we've got a lot of star trek to talk about besides there is a whole lot of shit of star trek <laughs> there's a lot just a lot of star trek yeah so why don't we oh, start i out do not by... like this um but i do not what are you like looking this, at this uh eagle moss thing <laughs> which thing the the, the the nacelles i'm looking at this image oh which which one share it and show me what you're looking yeah, at what are you looking at i'm looking at and it's on ign oh okay it's like there's like all this <laughs> a lot of plastic oh, yeah. well so the 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 two middle pieces are holding the discovery which is the same which is how they do all of their ships yeah but i don't like like that it's like there, now there's a lot of plastic because it yeah. also needs to hold the Floating the cells. The floating the cells. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to be getting this shit anytime soon. Just saying. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Brooks' ship is cool. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Whatever. Oh, I hate the plastic. Oh, I hate oh, plastic. All right. Whatever. Oh, there's okay. the Voyager J right yes, there. Yes. Yep. Yes. The Voyager J. Yep. Oh, yep. That looks. All right. In any case. That looks cool. Fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's coming out. Um, some Discovery Hero Collector Starships. And uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, well let's get going because it's yeah, we got a lot be midnight by the time we finish. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so let's start with uh, wrapping up our short little stint of Star Trek Prodigy promo. Yeah. And talk about Terror Firma. It's called a mech lift. It's a Klingon weapon. If warriors didn't make it off this planet, it doesn't bode well for us. You know, for the record, I don't care about my parents. I didn't say you did. All my life, people ask me what species I am. As if, if I give it a name, they'd treat me differently. Usually I make something up, because, <laughs> really, who would know? But just once, instead of being asked, I just wish someone out there could tell me. You want something that no one can give you. And I want something I may never get. So, that thing, you like, control it with your mind? Cool. An heirloom. The only thing my father ever gave me. Who uses an unfinished escape shuttle to jump out of a moving starship? (laughs) 
thought I was the one who didn't think ahead. So, so I love the title. I just I yes, can't you do. You keep I, on saying. I was like falling still, over myself. Like it was uh, so I, good. I, I, I do like the title as well. Although I think a nice subtitle would be "The Murder Planet." Sure. Which I thought was uh, a nice uh, title or uh, name of the planet that they decided on in the the the, the crew decided to call mm-hmm. it finally. Mm-hmm. Although Rock wanted to call it Larry. Um, That's right. So what did you? <laughs> uh, so Planet Larry slash Murder Planet. Uh, but what did you think about episode five of? Uh, prodigy yeah i really like this episode after like two episodes where we were both kind of like what yeah um i thought that this was really good um and it was only like 24 minutes or something it was like they fit a lot in they resolved a lot more than i thought they would i thought that we would be left with another big cliffhanger and no we weren't i mean like obviously there's more story to tell but um, you know, it it left us in a good place where, yes, you know, we don't have a choice. We have to wait like eight weeks, basically, <laughs> maybe less, six weeks, maybe six weeks or something. Whatever. It's a it's a decent chunk of time. Um, I don't know how kids are gonna do that. Like it's like okay, but in any case, um, yeah, no, I thought that this this was um, you know, I feel this is when when. Prodigy is firing on all cylinders. I think that it can be a really strong show. Um, I think that the last two episodes were just not as tight. This just had um, a lot going on. And it was, we had great moments of like character development, um, like some good interactions between the characters. Gwen had a redeeming moment, obviously. Um, we got to see more of John Noble, my favorite, um, because we haven't seen much of John Noble, to be honest, since the premiere, like we got a little bit of him in season, in episode three, he wasn't, he's, he wasn't even present in episode four. We just got Dreadnought or whatever, the robot cyborg, whatever. Um, so it was nice to have him back and for him to have a presence on the show. And yeah, no, it was like, you know, a little bit of that tension between like father daughter was great. Um, Gwen feeling conflicted about her loyalties was great. Um, Like Dow's kind of stepping up. Like, obviously he was conflicted, but he decided to step up and like help Gwen out and, you know, repay her. Like there was just like a lot of these like moments that were like that really paid off. And oh, like Janeway was great too. Janeway like finally did something. Like I was just like, <laughs> yeah. God. Like she was like, yeah, when she was like alone on the ship and she was like, all right, what can I do? Like, you know, what would the real Janeway do? And she was like, I'm, she would clean house. I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly what Janeway would do. You know, <laughs> there, was, there were moments yeah. like that where I was like, everyone got like a lot of these big, these, these characters got like big character moments um, that I thought really paid off. Um, and obviously seeing the protostar finally activate the protostar engine was also really rewarding so um yeah no i thought it was a really good episode there was just like a lot of good moments the murder planet um you know the the diviner whatever like it was it was all great yeah i I agree i i totally agree i you know this was my favorite episode 
of the last three. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bar is very low because there really hasn't been much to compare it to, but sure. No, the, you know, I think when, when I first watched it, we were texting and uh, I said, this is back to premiere level um, quality. Uh, and I think as you were talking, I was thinking about what you were saying. And I was like, you know, this this episode really focused on the crew coming together. Whereas the last two episodes were all about them being on their own, sort of, and right. doing their own thing. And um, so I think and that that's, that's similar to Lower Decks, too, when everyone's kind of doing their own shit. Like, it, it's, it really weakens the episode. But when yeah. everyone's kind of like, everyone has, like, the same, like, objective, and they're coming together. And, it, you know, yep. it, it really gives you a strong storyline to work with. Yeah, I think I think that that's what, you know, as we're seeing more and more of this, I think that's what we love about Star Trek uh, is this idea of people coming together, people from different backgrounds, different mm -hmm. uh, cultures uh, and working together. And I think that that's a great example. And I think that's one of the things that Star Trek does the best. And so when we get to see it, it makes everything else better. You know, it, it, I think for this, this one, it lights the hope that, you know, that they'll come together, that they'll be successful, that we knew they would get away, obviously, or else there wouldn't be a show. But, uh, you know, we, right. we do see some great moments, although, you know, it's funny, you, you remember the redemption of Gwen and Dal kind of saving her. Mm -hmm. When I think of it, I think of like how he treated her initially. And like, she's the one that we're responsible to. She's got a broken leg, like, don't mm. let her slow us down. So there's still a little bit of that, but I think that that's, sure. that's very- Sure, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's, but then you see Rock caring for her and not, you know, offering help, which was mm. refused. But um, so I think, I think those moments where characters are caring about each other and helping one another are really important. Um, so that was really good, I think, yeah, seeing Janeway do some stuff. So there were a couple of moments, and I, I can only remember one, but there was the, so once Dreadnought gets on the planet and is chasing them, mm -hmm. I love the homage to the Lord of the Rings when they're all crouched underneath the tree. Oh, yeah. No, I know it's that too. Uh, yeah. And Dreadnought is right over them, but can't right. see them. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really cool cool uh so kudos to the animate animators for that i thought that was really cool there was also one other like callback i'm trying to remember what it was to to other movies um oh i think it was um you know star trek into darkness when the rev 12 was chasing down the protostar right and we actually it's sort of a callback to both the discovery season three finale when uh Osiris ship is swallowing the discovery. The uh -huh. Rev 12 is also trying to swallow the protostar. But when I first saw that piece, I was thinking of into darkness when the oh, interesting when the vengeance is chasing down the enterprise trying to head back to Earth for help. Yes. And they're kind of in like this like warp tunnel warp, kind warp of like tunnel thing. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know like whatever so again, yeah. i got i got into uh star trek into darkness vibes from that uh which i thought was kind of cool i did i loved seeing the proto warp engine come online mm -hmm. uh i thought that was really cool um and I, and i caught it the second time watching it that they called it proto warp um so that was cool uh 
I need to understand what that is equivalent to on sure, the yeah. scale. Or yeah. is it is it slipstream, slipstream or right. trans warp or one of those yeah. other meetup things? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we'll get that, but maybe maybe we will. Maybe they'll you know, maybe someone will explain it. But I thought that was really cool. Um and this was interesting because it raises questions for me from a continuity standpoint, because this obviously is a prototype Starfleet design where they yeah. are using a proto a protostar as an energy source for the warp engine. And I'm like, did that ever translate to later ships? And why do we get the burn then? Why was that a problem? The burn yeah. is still a problem for me. I like, I do not um obviously we're not talking about discovery right now but it it shocks it still shocks me that the dilithium issue was such an issue it, yeah 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 it, it doesn't make any sense to me because we've been just introduced so to so many other including in prodigy so many other sources of energy fuel yeah. um that you know they just decided to go with it but it doesn't really make any sense yeah, got it. Uh, I, you know, I, I definitely I hear you and and having we'll get to discovery in a few minutes, but having just watched rewatched the finale from last season and, and all of that in before I watched the premiere episode, uh, I, you know, yes, it brings up all of that stuff about the burn. There's many questions, any questions. Yeah, yeah. But, we're, but but going back to the proto warp engine, Correct. I mean, I think that's cool. Um, It'll be interesting to see if uh, if that somehow ties into a new form of warp in the 32nd century, because it'll be interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, the other thing, too, is it may have been assumed to be a failure because the protostar was lost. Yeah. With apparently with all hands or maybe all hands beamed off before. Maybe that's what happened. Just maybe. don't know. Yeah. We don't know what happened to the protostar. So uh more to come i hope about the history of the protostar but who knows we'll see um so that was cool and i like the way that it left the the arc obviously we have a kind of a five episode arc here Mm -hmm. Um, so kudos to the writers for creating this little mini arc and so we'll you know now it sort of makes sense why we're leaving why we're having a little bit of a break after episode five uh but uh yeah i thought that ending it on that note was was a good good note i i was i was really happy that they saved gwyn although i i knew they would but you know it was nice to see them doing it and for dal to say we're doing this because we owe you one yeah so and, it's also- you know, Gwen, I don't know, it's a foreshadowing. We talked about this last week, but, um, you know, she was in the captain's chair. She was, end, yes. You know, and yep. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of infighting between Dal and Gwen at some point. Yeah, she knew how to turn on the engine, basically. I mean, she definitely, it definitely makes more sense for her to be the captain, um, just based upon skill alone and knowledge alone than Dal, who's completely incompetent and... <laughs> sure but yeah um i'm just i'm just saying but uh no i mean she you know she knew how to operate things which is very helpful which we saw last episode too uh yeah. you know she she does know how to operate these very intuitively so it's it's interesting what kind of training i wonder she was what 
the diviner put her through to be mm. so adept at taking over these systems so yeah. so easily so but did you also catch though that the diviner at the end was knew knew what they did he he was like oh they activated the protostar yeah so he knew full well like what happened so he obviously knows more about the ship than just oh there's like a random lost federation vessel like yes. somewhere that we need to find you know like he knows more about it yeah i definitely caught that uh there was something else someone said maybe it was him yeah there's some other reference to the protostar that i thought was um also like foreshadowing or 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 some yeah i can't remember the exact scene i'll have to think about it as we continue talking but um there was another instance where i thought there was something said that indicated like we know what this is and we know what it can do and why we want mm. it. Um, <clears throat> it is really small though. I mean, compared to the diviner ship anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very small. Right. And, um, Oh, what is it? I forget what I was going to say. Wow. That's awful. All right. Why don't you think about that for a little bit? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really enjoyable episode and uh, thankfully they left us on a good note into yeah. a, into a mid mid season break or whatever they were playing. I roll still, still not really understanding this, but whatever, um, whatever. It's Paramount, fine. Paramount, we're talking about it ad nauseum at this point. Yes. So. Paramount is doing things that nobody really understands these days. Except making Star Trek, which is fine. Keep doing that. Which is fine. Yes. yes. Keep on making Star Trek. Keep on putting money into it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anything else about the episode? I, th I think that everyone kind of got a little bit of a, you know, oh, they did find a Klingon ship, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. I totally meant to talk about that. I was like, what? Yeah. Klingon Bird of Prey crashed on the planet. So I was like, I do not understand i i'm very confused so they're in the herodian system and there's a klingon ship here i'm like why like i i really feel like i need more answers as to why that is um and they kind of just like you know they're very like blase about it they're like oh you know klingon rations I'm like what yeah. and it's like very matter of fact and I was like, excuse me? Like, and I was like clutching my pearls, right? I was like, I, why is there, why is there a Klingon ship in the Delta Quadrant? An old and, Klingon ship. I mean, it's and, not, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh well, we the last time wait. we saw this was 10, probably 10 years before, at least. Uh, the last time we saw this was, uh, Lursa, Lursa and Bator's, uh, Bird of Prey that was recycled from Star Trek six blowing up for, right. I just um for generations. So. I just feel it's gonna be one of those things that we don't get an answer to. Yeah. It's I mean which there's annoys yeah. me, but yeah. I mean, maybe eventually we'll get some of these answers in a book form, like a maybe a, a dumbed down version of a tech manual or you know, or all about prodigy book or something. Who knows? But um yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally I, forgot about that. I was gonna bring that up because it like bugged me, and I needed to vent about it. But I, you know, I didn't have a problem with uh, 
thinking that the Klingons died on that planet. I mean, I think. Oh no, that's fine. But I was just like, why are the Klingons here? Like, yeah, you know, no, like, yeah, that absolutely. was more. Yeah, in the Herogen system, and we've not seen any Herogens. Maybe, maybe the caretaker also brought those Klingons here. Who knows? Oh now, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just making shit up. You know, but that's yeah. possible. That is possible. You're right. That is totally possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they brought, didn't they bring the Equinox there too? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So this, yeah, they could have bought tons of ships from the, mm-hmm. from the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. So it's totally possible. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a bad, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll, I'll take that. That's the explanation right there. Done. <laughs> well, you know, we need to get explanations as to, I'm going to start making a list because we got a vacation <laughs> in episode one obviously we have a tellerite and a medusin which who are both alpha or beta quadrant um species yeah yep. um i mean we know that there it's been inferred multiple times that there was a tellerite sleeper ship so yep in the case of what's his face i don't remember he's Jenkin such pog yes yeah, a non-character to me i don't remember his name um <laughs> you know he, in his case he, probably a sleeper a tolerate sleeper ship though essentially does a quadrant fine you know sure yeah I, yeah yeah okay um but why is there a Medusa in there mm-hmm. um now why are there Klingons there right um you know I, I need I need answers but yeah no there's a lot of um a lot of questions a lot of questions a lot of questions so yeah, yeah. we'll have to um wait and see if we, if get, we get any, any answers uh, I, somehow, I don't think so. I think it's just yeah, sort of, I think it's sprinkled in references to greater Star Trek, right? They should have um, then sprinkled in more like Delta Quadrant characters or, oh, it's an Ocampan ship or something. So anything else about this episode that kind of sticks out for you? I, th- I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah. It's a, you know, I, I wonder what's next. I wonder where this proto-warp is going to take them to. Mm-hmm. Maybe we meet Captain uh, Chakotay. Maybe. Um, oh, my God. By the time it comes back, I'll be 40. Oh, yes, you will. It's over. You may never see the continuation of this. You may die before you're... You I know, may die at 40. You may die at 40. Uh, oh. That's not true, but... Um, all right. Well, there we go. So Star Trek Prodigy, episode five. Uh, we're on a break now from Prodigy, and now all we've got is Discovery. And uh, wow, uh, let's move into talking about episode one of season four of Star Trek Discovery, Kobayashi Maru. That's always Kobayashi Maru. Is it Maru? Oh, I don't know. I'm just... Whatever. It's a made-up yeah. word. Yeah, it's a made-up word. It's... Kobayashi Maru, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Three dead. Four wounded. And nine who get to go home. Never gets easier. Kobayashi Maru. You're Starfleet? No. Flew cargo for my dad all over the sector. Taught me the value in meeting people or circumstances where they are. The test is rigged, you know. Kobayashi Maru. They don't tell you that up front. 
So when you fail, you go back to your quarters and all you can think about is how you want to retake it. How you can be the one to beat it. Then you realize you never will. Yeah, hence the lesson. Acceptance. There are things beyond your control. As Captain, you mitigate that as much as possible. I can't but... mitigate life and death. I lead to bring everyone home. Leadership is about balance. Knowing what weight is yours to carry and what isn't. You just don't see that yet. There was a lot in this episode. What did uh, what were your first impressions, Mike? I uh, my first impression was I really enjoyed the the cold open, right? Uh, Which I, was very and other podcasters have said this, but even when I was watching it, I was like, "This is very into darkness." Like that first scene. Do you oh, not remember? Yeah. Into darkness oh yeah, when, of course. Yeah, when it was, um, yeah, it was. They were trying to save this this indigenous tribe of people, and right? Kirk, yeah, Kirk and McCoy, and then Spock was like in the volcano. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and it I was remember. Like, is very this like red, very red planet, a lot of red trees. It was very like graphical, like you know, yes, a lot of was, color yeah. blocking yes. going on. Um, and there was like this chase, like it, it re- really reminded me of that. That's a good call out. I did not place that, but I can totally see that. Yes, I, uh, I, I liked it because it it gave us one. I mean, later on in the episode, we learned that we're five months down the road from mm-hmm. the end of last season, so that's a good good knowledge of, of where we're at. But I also think it's great to see like just a glimpse of what discovery has been trying to do over the last five months, which is start to rebuild the yes. Federation. I like delivering, that. delivering. It was just a nice little snapshot. Like we, we see what they've been doing. Like they basically have had 20 or 30 or 50 episodes, you know, mini episodes of this happening for the last five months. This is what they've been doing. Right. Sort of sort of what they've been doing. You know, it's their their job. And I like right the now. there's a little bit of like strange new worlds, like you know, a species never seen. You know, yeah, it was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, just to kind of be kind of almost like obviously this isn't like a new species, but kind of like almost like exploring again. Um, there was something I liked about that. Yeah, and it was interesting. I thought that they took book ship in versus, you know, riding the whole discovery in into it, but um so there was that interesting part of, of her doing it with book and, um, you know, which, which I know is in, in, is good, but it would have been, I don't know that we needed to see book right up front, but I guess, you know, it's fine. I mean, I, I did. Well, not- it's because he has, he's obviously going to have a very important arc this season. Yes, absolutely. And they want to put in front and center, but then also I think wasn't that a whole thing where, she was like, can't you speak to the butterflies or something? Yes. She, oh, yeah. She wanted to, him to use his empathic abilities to connect with the, with the, the butterfly, butterfly people. people. Uh, I forget what they're called. Uh, Tillions uh, or something. I don't recall. Um, but I thought it was just a nice little uh, mini episode of, of what they've been doing. They solve the problem. They, you know, they don't fire. She, she you know she really sticks to her guns about what they're trying to do. Uh, and, uh, it's great to see, you know, so one of the things, the questions that I've had is who's this first officer. And I, I don't know, is it Reese? I mean, who's, who's I second? Thought it was Reese. I mean, he takes a con. Yeah. So it is Reese, the acting second officer. He's, he's not wearing red. So, um, 
So that that question kind of, I mean, obviously we're sort of leaving it open for Saru, obviously, but, um, you know, it, that's sort of a question that I thought would have, we should have probably had an answer to. I don't know that she could have gone five months without a second, without a first officer. So, um, you know, that's one thing I thought that was sort of a miss uh, for me anyway, but uh, I thought it was, you know, a great solution. Um great way to show give an example of how the federation has been building over these last five months yeah which we learn you know has gone from what 38 to 59 or something like that members uh um i i like that they found uh like a diplomatic solution to the problem they you know they didn't fire back a science Uh, a science solution it was science yes it was very sciencey which i enjoyed i thought that it got fixed a little too quickly. I was like, the dot 23s like fixed the entire satellite system in like three minutes. I was like, it's a little convenient and quick, but sure. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's like just be just based upon like the expanse of it. I was like, there might be like thousands of satellites. You know, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. I, or I'm wondering if just one or a few of them powered a a bunch of them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but it was. I did really enjoy the rapid fire of the conversations. Uh, it's, it's always like that, though. The very yeah. rapid, rapid fire, um, like between Tilly and Stamets, and you know them all trying to figure it out and solve the problem really quickly. I thought that was really, really good. It just it gave a really good opening to the season. I thought. Uh, so and then we get the title sequence, uh, same tune, which is fine. I'm, you know, I'm moving on. But <laughs> You've accepted it. They're not going to change the main title theme. They did. They they did change the the visuals, which was was interesting. They, they always do that. Yes, they do. Yep. Yeah. So you know, you notice some of the visual changes because um, this season we this time they've changed the look of Discovery to the uh, free floating nacelles, and mm-hmm. I was sort of. <clears throat> paying attention to details like that. Um, so I thought that that was really good. And then, uh, yeah, then we, you know, then we get into to the whole idea of Starfleet Academy and, and also just more book and 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 um, Sinequa kind That's of right. uh, chatting amongst themselves. And yes. and we well, are a little bit of lovey-dovey. A little bit of lovey-dovey, a little bit of... Not too much. Not too much. A maybe. little... Yeah, yeah, not a, not a lot of PDA, but a uh, a nice right away we we learn kind of her nemesis before we even meet her nemesis. Right. We hear about her nemesis. Well, it, the thing about you know, the thing about Burnham is that she is not a big fan of authority figures, right? Like I she's I, not, yeah. She's not really like she rebels against that so i think that um the like she also doesn't trust like i think politicians so um i think that this being like you know she's a newly elected federation president um like okay so this was one issue that i had with this episode is that they had very public like barbs like throwing yes. each other like yes. there was one that was like totally unnecessary and shady and completely just in my mind almost inappropriate when yes. burnham was coming back and you know the the federation president had 
what was the commander's name? Commander Nelson or something like that. The one on the ship that was like, the one on the, on the station that was like freaking out. Oh, Nallis, Nallis. Nallis, Nallis. Yeah. And remember there's a scene where the Federation president was trying to like connect with him, right? And right, like, yes. he wants to be home again, blah, blah. And then Burnham, I was like, bitch, that's not, that's not necessary. You know, that tea is not necessary. Like she was like, open a column to the president. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, publicly, the whole bridge crew can hear. She's like, did you lie? I'm like, what? What does it matter? She was like trying to like, diffuse the situation why does it matter if she lied or not you know like i was just like that yeah. it was almost like petty like but i feel that they like are trying to set them up to be like you know enemies yeah. but there were these scenes where i'm like this is like completely unnecessary drama like there's no like i don't actually think you know like i'm actually not the biggest as people know on this podcast i'm not a big smuggle burnham fan but right. i don't even think she would do that like you know like publicly confront the president about being you know like saying something to diffuse a very tense situation and yeah you had to like lie but you were trying to make connection to this person who was literally gonna like shoot someone you know like so what does she lie like why why make it a scene so yeah i agree i i feel like um, i don't think michael burn you know again i don't she's a little dramatic for me but she i don't think she would actually do that like i don't personally i don't she would. You know, you know, and i i i've you, you you haven't been the her biggest fan and I have been her biggest fan, but I actually felt a little disappointed in how judgmental she was in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like it was a newer thing to some extent or seemed to be on. Was well, this kind of immature, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like it was just petty and immature and I didn't, it, it was even for me, it felt out of character for her. Yeah, I, I felt like after five months of being a captain, you know, yeah, you're still new. You're, you're still new, but you, if five months in a new job, like you just started a new job this year, right? You know, five months in, you you, you may not have felt completely comfortable, but you had settled in. Right. And you were, you were a little bit more comfortable, I would say. And I think five months after coming into a captaincy, I, I would expect her to be a little more comfortable in the chair. And, it, you know, it's it sort of still seems a little, um, I don't know that she's unsure of herself. I think she's, if one thing, she's overly conf- confident in herself, if to almost to a fault. Yeah. To, to yeah. some extent, but mm-hmm. she's, she hasn't really doesn't seem to really have been chilled out and and also to judge someone i i get it i don't like politicians i'm you know i'm probably very similar but i'm not going to i probably would treat them with a little more respect right uh Especially she, she did defuse the situation you know she was yeah able yeah to i wouldn't have, yeah um, I also yeah. wonder if that that whole were you lying thing was was a retaliation for the earlier. See, I, when you said inappropriate conversations, I thought you were going to say the the president questioning the captain on the bridge of a starship during a, the middle of a of a mission, I would say is more inappropriate than than. See, I don't know, because Michael as captain should not be like she she basically just left the bridge like you yeah. know and it was uh it was a breach of protocol so yeah the, i would the agree president, the president to say that she was also not 
I don't think she was necessarily like she wasn't necessarily doing it out of shadiness, but it was for the safety of the crew and the ship, you know, for it's important for the captain to be in control of the situation in emergency. So for her yeah, to be the ship, pilot EV. I don't disagree with that. I, I think that questioning her on her own bridge was the break in protocol. Was the was the But if an admiral was on the on the bridge. She's not an admiral. She's the president of the Federation. Granted, which is even I guess more powerful. More I don't powerful, know. But you know I, like, I, I just think that it was I thought it was inappropriate of her as it as as someone like that on the bridge questioning the captain doing something, taking action. But I mean, at the same time, what's she going to do? Like, hey, can we can we have a quick powwow in your conference room in an emergency situation? She was like about to leave the Brit. Like Michael Byrne was about to step out, you know, and the president was like, hold on a minute. You know, is this the best idea for you to be leaving right now? You know? Yeah. It was I mean, a I guess I'm not quite sure what the most appropriate action would have been. Yeah. Um, Either I guess I was affronted by I guess I was affronted by her asking that on the bridge, like questioning her on the bridge. I thought I took that personally. Well, uh, I, yeah, I didn't have an issue with that because she is a she was a more superior authority figure. Um, yeah. In and this is an emergency situation where Michael Burton probably shouldn't be leaving the bridge. Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that for sure. Um, you know, it's just. Yeah, I just think timing and the I don't know, I just it rubbed me the wrong way about her. And I think that that conversation that then Burnham has is sort of a retaliation, like her her expressing because I think I, I think I how I'm feeling about that scene is how Burnham felt about that scene. And therefore, when the whole when she was trying to connect with Nallis and, and, you know, again, that was sort of like that would be me that would, I could see myself like if I was already annoyed with her, I could see that me doing that too, like questioning her, not over the bridge, but you know. It's also kind of like. It's a little petty. But she didn't I, do I, anything I, wrong, you know, like. Yeah. She, it was just like, she was just causing, like she was being immature. Yeah, and... she was being immature because she was she was doing the same thing that the president did to her. She was questioning so was the president. The like, okay. in my mind. Like my uh, own mind, mind was literally preaching protocol while the present was diffusing. It was almost like a hostage situation, you know? Yeah, I guess also too, I, I don't know that the president of the Federation is exactly the the knowledge base on all of the protocols of, you know, running a starship. You know, I, I don't think, I think a politician telling a starship captain what to do. Granted, you she keep on saying like, I ran, I drove freight ships for my father. Fine, okay, we get it. You have some basis in space okay we get it um i don't know i just i, I mean i and i'm not I, I don't think burnham handled it well but i also don't think the president handled it well to be honest um okay i just thought i thought it was I think we agree or disagree i actually yeah i actually think that i don't think there was a perfect solve for that sure. solution because of like they couldn't like literally have like a 15 minute side, sidebar you know like yeah no like, yeah like i agree right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, I, I agree. I think it was, some of it was dramatic, but I also, I, I don't know. I, I kind of understand both sides of it. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I just think of myself if I were in that position and that happened and I decided that the best course of option would be for me to go do that. 
But I also think that this is this also highlights the question, like, where is the first officer? And so is the president playing the job of the first off what we would assume would be the first officer in this role, which I mean, you know, thinking back through Starfleet history, I mean, this is the the job of the first officer is to question the captain. Mm -hmm. And there really isn't anyone apparently that is doing that on discovery. So there is that missing piece as well. Uh, so I think that that's sort of that fills in for for us. Maybe it sh maybe it even highlights the, the vacuum of there not being a first officer. I don't know. Um, so it's just kind of a yeah. I mean that's that's the situation we we find ourselves in. But anyway, um, well, I think that it's at the end of the day, Star Trek Discovery is a study of the character of Michael Burnham. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it is. I think at the end, it you know the the the, conver the thankfully private conversation that they have, um, I think is really telling of the president's point of view, um, and what she's looking for in captains to kind of test new you know new, new stuff, warships yeah. or whatever. Yep. Um, new FTL drives and Michael. I think, and I mentioned this because that was a scene that they featured heavily in previews. But I think the president is spot on, you know, like I think that she from this was able to perceive Michael Burnham's character who, which is basically Michael Burnham is unable to she live with herself yeah. in failure. Like she's unable to live with failure and she needs to save everyone, which is impossible. Mm -hmm. And she goes to extremes um, to to do that yeah um and that i really i really do like that quote where she's like you know in yes. these kind of situations like you're a pendulum and it could, there's a fine line between the pendulum and a wrecking ball i thought that was that's such a good line because it's true like she you know she can easily like and i think that this is like going even back to season one uh like the battle of the binary stars or whatever like just one small decision can, you know, start a war, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, like, we'll see where the season goes with Michael's character. But, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely at odds. I mean, like, but I love, I actually really love the Federation president. I, I think that she, she has a lot of gravitas and, like, she, you can feel that she has presence. And... I really like her as a character because she stands up to Michael Burnham, you know, like she and she yeah. is able to discern her character almost immediately. Um, yeah, which I really appreciated. Yeah, I, I mean, I find that a little disturbing and I, you know, I also feel like, OK, what's what's the flip side of this? You know, is is, you know, we, we don't have a we don't have a bad moral or I'm just wondering, is this is this is, is this part of the the enemy that Burnham's going to be facing. I don't know. I, I, oh, interesting. Politics. Yeah, politics. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I thought, I, I think that their conversation in the ready room is uh, in Burnham's ready room, which is. Uh, and Burnham got emotional. She started tearing up. I was like, it's because she's hitting a chord with her, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, but it's also. She's, she's so right. Like. Yeah, no, I, you know, yeah, there are some really. Uh, she does just point out some of Burnham's uh, strengths and weaknesses very, very clearly. Um, so yeah, it is a little bit of a gut punch 
uh, in that sense, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, he owe me a drink <laughs> because I mean there wasn't like crying, but I was like, oh my god, there's so many like eyes welling up. Well, we haven't even got to the end, which is certainly well. Okay, that was more appropriate. The... I was like, okay, like his world. Yeah, I think. Ended, but... I, I think uh, Burnham also suffers from the fact that she needs others' approval, uh, and when she doesn't get it, it's it's uh, it's 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 hard for her. I think it's really hard for her to not have someone believe in her as much as, you know, as she believes in herself. And, um, but uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to say too about Burnham is, you know, in, in this episode is you really get the sense that it's, um, I don't know. I, I got some real Kirk flashbacks. Oh yeah. I think, I, well, I think like, that this is, uh, you and know, the whole Kobe Yamashimaru thing, like, you know, Kirk was not yeah. able to give it up. Yeah, yeah that's win. true yeah so I, I think that there's some parallels with her character and kirk uh which i kind of find ref- a little bit refreshing I, I like it it's for me it's a it's weirdly uncomfortable though too um maybe huh. yeah I, I don't know why I, I mean i love i love burnham it's not that it's not that i have any problem with her it's it's um yeah i mean she is a new captain really she's she's never been a captain so it is a different role for her and um yeah i mean i hope hopefully as we see saru comes back next week or this week in a couple of days we're gonna see um see that having the wise wise person to kind of balance her out will be helpful yeah you know i know you didn't like saru as a captain but i like saru as a captain because i thought that he was much more tempered um in his decision making maybe we don't always we didn't always agree with the decisions he made but I thought he was much more deliberate. Um, yeah, but while deliberate. Michael Burnham operates much more on instinct and feeling. Yeah, um, and I think there's a balance to be found between the two of them. Sure, I think that I think that Saru, as captain, was a lot more cautious than he needed to be, mm-hmm. um, which I think is part of his Kelpian which is nature. his character. Yeah. yeah, which is his Kelpian nature. So, um, and 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 to some extent. Burnham is a little reckless. Uh, and I, I think that that's also, you know, part part good and part bad of her character. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. It's great to be... T- First of all, I'm super excited that we're getting to talk about Discovery again. I mean... <laughs> uh, so this is, this is fun to kind of dig into this episode. And this is, you know, uh, just as a slight sidebar this is what i love this is why we do this podcast really is to like dig into this stuff right and um and debate it and have differences of opinion and um yeah i think uh what else did we see in this episode that kind of stuck well, out so we were we got sidetracked because you were kind of going through the plot so we had the starfleet academy scene which looked very cg to me like i think it was because it was like such a massive space and there were like 12 people um it just didn't look very proportional but so just to, if you have you seen the behind the scenes for that yet no so it's 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 uh essentially their version of what star wars has been the doing mandalorian the yeah the led screen yeah the led screen. it didn't look very good to me though i mean it, the mandalorian also did do they did also have um like real world sets like in addition to the led yeah screen, yeah yeah and, and i mean i can it, see honestly discovery it's like all it's all green screen it's like, it feels all green yeah there's anymore. there's definitely parts of it that are green screen but there's also the idea that they're doing this in a set that 
the LEDs give you the light from the visual that you are seeing. So it's more immersive, mm. which I totally get mm. love. And I also think of this as this is the first, this is, that is literally the first scene, the first time that they've done this. So, you know, when you think about shows like the Mandalorian and obviously probably Obi-Wan Kenobi and all these shows that are coming mm. from star Wars, they're, they're learning and they're growing and they're rapidly improving this technology. Whereas this is a first iteration for this first Star Trek to do this, right. so honestly, um, probably. I, I mean, that was the only that was the only scene that stood out to me. That was like, oh my god, it's like, it was yeah. Like, I mean, but it, everything else is fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the special effects on the show are it's bonkers. Like how much they must put into like post production and shit. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, I would I recommend you and everyone watch the um, the Ready Room episode. Um, that's on Paramount Plus uh, with Will Wheaton. Um, and you can kind of see some of the behind the scenes stuff, including that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a good start. And I, I love the Archer. Um, oh, my God. Oh, yes. Off. That was so great. The Archer State. And we got the Archer theme. Yes, Archer theme. I was like, oh, I feel yeah. it. That really moved me, and and then great. and, and then great. seeing the oh and then seeing the Voyager in there as well was you know yes just a, I mean that was a lot of Star Trek history and I loved it. Thirty seconds, I, I, I felt like my heart beat. Yep. Oh, did it? Oh, you your heart your heart. Mm. No, it was it was nice. great. It was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that call out. Yeah, um, that was great. And yeah, so we get that, and we haven't even talked about Adira yet. Like, no, uh, I feel she's become like a little more awkward or something. I don't know. She's, uh, she's, she, she's like Tilly. Uh, I know. Now she's like Tilly 2.0. Yeah. Like, she can't stop talking. She's like rambling. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked her and Stamets' scene in the, in the beginning when they figured things out and Mm. he looks on her very proudly again. Like, this is clearly um, he's still very, very protective of her. Obviously, that's, a, you know, when things go bonkers, he calls to ask if she's OK. Oh, and then Tilly and then the, everyone oh, yeah, else. Um, I do wonder where this puts Tilly. Like, I, I'm not quite yeah, We sure. only got a very little bit of Tilly in this episode. We got we her a moment at the reception. It was like the reception or reception. Something. Yeah. Um, where she's kind of reflecting on her academy days. Yeah. But I also wonder, because, you know, she's not she's not an ensign anymore. Well, she's not... Yeah, she's not an ensign, right? Yes. Yes. Um, now she's a lieutenant, like full-grade right. lieutenant. Yep. Um, she's not... She's not in command of the ship. We get, you know, we got that very briefly yep. last season. Um, she, she, was in, she was in command for a short while. Um, but she's no longer the kind of like awkward ensign anymore, right? I yeah. wonder where she where her place is. You know, is she? Yeah, I mean, science, like, science, science-y, obviously science slash engineering. Um, it's kind of her her role. Her sweet yeah, spot, yeah, yeah, her sweet spot. Um, yeah, I mean, but we, I guess almost like her her place on the show. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. I totally. You know, and this is this is my problem with the finale and with this part of 
um, this part of the episode and everything, like the missing first officer, mm-hmm. like it would have been, I think it would have been great to leave, you know, they erased, she wasn't a, they digitally changed her, her, her color in the finale, mm-hmm. the blue instead of red. Um, and she's in blue on the bridge. She's a Lieutenant. But yeah, I think that this is this is the piece that I think is really kind of lopsided about this. The finale and this episode is the missing first officer. And mm-hmm. even if it's even if it even if they could have made this Tilly as an interim, just to kind of you know, yeah, they should just made her like XO or something. I don't, yeah, I don't they get she it. she they still would have followed Tilly. I think it would have you know. I think that this is a really for for me. This is the first big missed opportunity. Of, uh, Maybe of she the- is the first officer because she wasn't on the bridge when Reese, Reese had to take over because she was on the station. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's I, not clear to me. Yeah, it's not clear, and I, you know, I don't think that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's a missed opportunity. Honestly, I think she should have been first officer. I think that should have been really kind of put out there and done. And even when Saru came back, I'm sure that it, you know everyone would agree that Saru would be. Uh, a good first officer for Michael and and that Tilly could continue to, to be the second officer or whatever, just, you know, defer to him. However, that works out yet. Yeah, that might be uncomfortable, but I think that that would have, that would have filled this gap that I feel was missing from this episode. And I agree other than Tilly taking the away team over with Adira to fix things, you know, you see a little bit of Tilly trying to control Nalus. Mm-hmm. And and do that, and she does that okay. Yeah, not great. Yeah, um, she kind of pulls back a lot when she realizes that this is his station, and she so she respects like the chain of command and all of that, and doesn't try to go over there and take over, which I right. thought was pretty mature. But yeah, it's kind of an awkward awkward role for Tilly. Um, we don't know where she kind of fits in. Uh. And so I'm also kind of like annoyed by that. I think that that's also an annoyance for me is like where, you know, Tilly has been all three seasons, a key player in this bridge crew. And, um, and I do, I do love that they're highlighting everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, the funny thing is it's almost like Lieutenant Christopher, who we just meet in this episode, thankfully, <clears throat> Thankfully, we get to see, uh, I can't think of Ronnie Rose uh, name on the show, but the the guy that he's covering for because he's visiting another ship, um, we, which we see he's on the curry. I can't think of his name, but oh, that's right. His character's name right now. But it, the guy that plays him is Ronnie Rose Jr. Um, so he he says, you know, don't get too comfortable. That's, you know, I'm only on the curry for two more days, consulting mm-hmm. on the curry for two more days. So um, I thought that was interesting to introduce a brand new character and like basically the first bridge scene that you, you know, you, you get for this season. And, um, and you know, where's Tilly? Where's Tilly's place in all this? So, yeah, I don't um, know. Hopefully, I mean, it's only been one episode, so hopefully we'll get more. Yeah. Um, of where she's at yeah but she feels uh, a little displaced to me that's the only thing yep i i agree and so i thought the 
so to kind of talk through all, I think the sciencey stuff is really fascinating. Like the mystery mm -hmm. is really, it's big and it's obviously it can knock a station. I mean, obviously we see how big it is, but at the beginning we kind of, once you, once the discovery jumps and you see like this big station wheeling out of control, mm -hmm. you're like, just like the bridge crew, you're like, what the hell could do that? So, I mean, right. we, we know from the teasers what's sort of I don't happening. know why they didn't use a tractor beam. I don't know. I mean, there were things about the station rescue that I have questions about. Like, um, like I don't know why they didn't use a tractor beam to kind of slow down the station. I feel that they probably would have been able to. Um, they didn't, it wasn't even suggested. So, <clears throat> well, the station, I mean, as, as you see when the Discovery extends the shields around it, the station is much much larger than well the enterprise e has sorry the enterprise d has used a tractor beam to redirect a stellar core fragment just FYI, <laughs> okay. in the episode wait what episode was that do you remember what episode that was uh it's uh from the first fragment. season oh it was um it was the masterpiece society thing. oh okay okay is when they went to a planet and it was humans that settled on the planet and remember everyone was like genetically engineered and Deanna falls in, in love with uh, like the magistrate or whatever it was yeah. like at random and it was like yes because a stellar core fragment was heading towards the planet it was going to basically destabilize the planet's orbit mm -hmm. so they used a tractor beam to push a stellar core fragment like by like a few degrees so if the enterprise d can use their tractor beam to redirect a piece of a star i think that the discovery can maybe at least slow down you know the the space station i'm just saying yeah no that's not a bad not a bad call out but they didn't do that so they did not they did not uh, they did extend because their they, they needed a drama they needed drama <laughs> which is fine and then i was also like okay so you know they needed to rely on the stations the space station's escape pod right but i was like does does discovery not have any shuttles i was very confused about that oh I was like, uh, maybe there's no place to dock to. I guess. It was I near there. Though. So I think they were. And why can they, why can they use the transporters? Was it interference or what are the transporters? Yeah, there was too much interference. No, wasn't it because the Heisenberg compensators were out of whack or something? Oh yeah. Something like that happened. Yeah. Yes. There was an issue with the Heisenberg compensators. Um, I specifically remember the Heisenberg yeah, compensators. I do too. Because was like, oh, Heisenberg compensators, oh my God. I was like, okay, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But the shuttles yeah. have their own, first of all, first of all, the shuttles have their own transporter systems. I don't know what they're talking about. Second of all, everyone's combat is a transporter. So I don't know what that's all about. Like, you know. The, yeah, the transporters weren't, they, they did explain it. There was a one-off that there was too much interference. Transfer, transporters were not working. Oh, okay. None of them were working. Owo oh, 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 told Barnum that the couldn't couldn't transport back. Okay. Okay. So okay. they needed another plan to get back. Okay. They also couldn't go to a different deck because there was no atmosphere on Correct. any other deck. So they were trapped on that deck and were basically the only way out was that shuttle pod, whatever it was, escape pod okay. thing. So it was okay. it was very specific, like you we can't go anywhere else. This is our only option. And transport. Yep. We need this the debris this. had had locked it or blocked the escape okay. Pod, okay. the doors 
Michael Michael has the most. I thought it was just the Heisberg compensators. No, no. Um, I need to rewatch this episode. Yeah. Oh, I've only seen it once. Um, like, oh my god, the Heisberg compensator. Yeah, I don't know if that was part of the transporters thing, but it was. Well, Sarah was freaking out about it. So. It was. It was part of the problem. Yes. Um, yes, it was a monolitany of issues. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Wait, what were we talking about before I went off my rant? <laughs> uh, you were we, we were talking about we were talking about Tilly. We were talking we're about Adira. Oh, we touched on Adira. Oh yeah, um, but we were also talking about the sciencey big thing about yes, yes. Oh yes, the sciencey thing. Yes, I love science. Yes, um, I geek out on science. I was like, ooh, gravitational lensing. I know that language. Yes. Um. So I am interested to see where they take this. Uh, I mean, the only thing is, look, like, I, I know that this is going to be, I'm, I'm sure they're going to explain, like, you know, it's like light years across or something like that. But space right. is really big. I don't know. Like, the likelihood of it, like, hitting a planet is really tiny. Well, it's five. I think from the previews, it was like five light years abreast. A, a, a so, a, Which a, is, like, actually in the grand scheme of things, not that large. Sure. You know, when we're talking about well, we, we knew that the Quajon, size of a galaxy. We knew know? that Quajon was near enough to right. it, to to the sector to get to, to all of this. So, yeah. Um, so yes, that whole setup with him going back home and he, him seeing his brother and his nephew who's a little awkward. I was like, oh, he talks weird. Um, he talks like a little bird. Like I was like, why are you talking like that? You know who reminded me of Game of Thrones? Robin Aaron. He was like very like, do you remember Robin Aaron from- I don't remember um, Robin Aaron. I'm trying the to- The Aerie? The Aerie, sorry. Can't speak his name. Hmm. He was like really, he was um, Caitlin Stark's nephew, I think. Oh, the one that was breastfeeding or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Like he was really awkward, like yep. talked weird. But this is, this weird. is a little kid who's even more awkward. Like, very awkward. Yeah. I was like, oh, is he on the spectrum or something? In any case, uh, um, I was just like, oh, he's very, he's very awkward. Um, but, you know, this whole scene where they're talking about like, oh, your family legacy. I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's, everyone's going to die. <laughs> like, everyone's going to die. I can tell. I was like, it's going to happen. Oh, I didn't know that. I was completely surprised by that. I was uh, like, until until book went up into space and and it was too late. Like you saw the birds dying. Saw the birds dying, and then some. I don't know if the moon or another planetoid or something. Yeah, uh, that got blown up. I was like, ooh. I mean, honestly, the special effects are like amazing. But yeah, no, the the moon exploding or whatever it was the the planet planetoid or whatever that exploded, and then his ship was hit, and then yeah, you knew that Quajon uh, was in a lot of trouble and it's over. Yeah, it was yeah. um, it was kind of sad that uh, yeah, it was kind of sad to to know. Well, probably no. I mean, no one could have survived that. I mean, the planet moved hundreds Dubious. of thousands of miles uh, away from where it was. So, um, yeah, um, kilometers. I don't hundred thousands of kilometers. Whatever it is, these miles on this. What is this? They, they all I don't know. Whatever you know. Um, yeah, I mean that was a shocking end. I, w- I was not expecting that. I mean, I, I it was knew dramatic. It was dramatic. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a really good kind of ending point for this episode. Like, yes, I want more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and just the look on Book's face uh, was... Yes, that was appropriate for eye-welling. Eye yes, that was, yes. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's acceptable. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's sort of where we leave left off. Um, oh, oh, obviously, the, the whole crash when they escape. You know, Nalus is killed. Uh, you know, that was... That prompted that whole discussion with the president. So we, we mm. kind of skipped over that whole piece of it, but um yeah that was that was quite the the scene in the the um shuttle bay oh yeah it was a mess yeah um yeah i mean obviously we get to see hugh um which was great uh yeah i i I thought it was a really solid opening episode um it, it reminded me after watching right prodigy and 10 weeks of lower decks which is all comedy or like <laughs> oh yeah uh, now we're back to serious star trek oh, yeah, very serious everyone's crying yeah serious star trek here so yeah I, I thought it was a really strong open uh i did i watched it twice uh obviously there's a few things that you know we need to go back and kind of see but uh yeah i think this is uh this is going to be interesting um so that's yeah, a lot I am. Um, you know, I, I do. I do agree with you. Like, um, it's been a while since we've gotten. It feels we've. Got, it's been a while since we've gotten like live action Star Trek. Yeah, and um, it was just. I, I have forgotten like how cinematic it is. You mm. know, it's just it's become such a cinematic experience, honestly, um, and. Yeah, like that, like you're saying that cold open, I was just like, it really set the stage well, you know, for for the show. Um, and it's been it's been so long. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, you know, I um I have my qualms with Discovery, obviously, but I, I did think that this is a I enjoyed this seasonal opener. Like there are some issues with it in terms of characters, character consistency, things like that, but overall I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you when you think about character consistency too, I, I think that one thing, you know, that I keep in mind is that this is five months later. So our characters have changed a little bit. They've had thing, you know, things that we haven't seen. You know, um certain situations do bring out people's character flaws. I think that this was a really strong example of of how um this sort of whole incident kind of brought brought some of uh michael's character flaws to light you mm-hmm. know kind of her you know f- she's only been a captain for five months you know and right. so she's still kind of like acting and, and thinking normally and i think that you know that's i think i felt like it was mostly normal I, I i think the only thing i was shocked by was just how judgmental she was of the president um you know i think that that's you know, and I was judgmental of her too, um, but by her actions, not before we met her. Um, so, I, you know, I think I love seeing more of the bridge crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese in command is great, um, which makes me think, so here's an unhappy prediction, if you want one. Okay. Um because Patrick was at Las Vegas, right? We saw Patrick. 
Yes, we did he not talk not to him, recall. but we saw him. He was not recalled to to end the season, whereas some of the other bridge crew were already up there. And so my wait, what what happened? So I I know that um, so Michael and Doug, uh, Sinequa and Doug were still up in Toronto filming this summer when we were in Las Vegas. They uh-huh. recalled the the actress who played the Vulcan president. president. Yeah. Patrick wasn't recalled as Lieutenant Reese or Lieutenant Commander Reese now. Um, but I believe like Emily and um, I can't think of her name who plays Owo were still up in Toronto. Well, filming. Mary Wiseman was in Vegas. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, well, there goes my theory then. Yeah. I mean, they're probably just shooting on different schedules. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I think I think there was some foreshadowing, though. I think that that I think the president is is. Wait, was wasn't Anthony Rabb at Vegas? On Sunday, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, you're good. All right, you're right. <laughs> Never mind. I'm um, like poking holes at your logic. Yes, thank you so very much. Of course, anytime. Um, but I think I think. Thinking about that, though, makes me think back to what the president said about her losing people. And I think that we're going to see. Yes, I I think I think we're going to she's going to have to come to terms with that. Yeah, I think we're going to see some loss of some sort that will affect Michael. Um, So I'm I'm curious to see what what that'll be. Um, Hoping it's not someone that we love, but I think also that it could be someone that we really like and, you know, could be. You know, when I think of the go, well, it's been a while since we've had like a major death on the show. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> Just saying. Well, well, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, but you know, regular Star Trek isn't known for its death of main characters. <laughs> so no, but you you never know with TV nowadays. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. Yeah, you ever know, since I, Lost came into the picture. I feel that's set like a new precedent for who you even see as regulars anymore. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones did that as well. And no, but Lost was the first one. Lost was the first one where you were like, um, there was like major characters dying like every few episodes, you know, um, that that really started this like whole serialized storytelling when no one was safe. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll we'll see, see what happens. Uh... But I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing that we are going to see some sort of loss. Uh, I'm just curious who it will be. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. I'm sure that there's more we could talk about. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about serious Star Trek, but. Uh, I, I need to take notes next time. There's a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, between having two two shows to watch was a lot. On top of, you know, but uh, now we're back to one. But so two fine. great good episodes of Star Trek. Hey. Yeah. yeah, I know. A really strong week of Star Trek last week. So kudos for that. And uh, yeah, now we're we're on to Discovery for a few weeks. And Saru comes back next week. So we'll, we'll get to see that. We've seen the teaser for that. Oh, yeah. We didn't really talk about Saru. Like, and... It, oh the, yeah, we didn't. The whole You're right. Plotline on, on Kaminar. Like, yeah, we didn't even talk on talk about that. Yeah, I, I mean the uh, esteemed elder, I believe, esteemed is called elder. 
Yep. And I like that the Baku, Baku, the Baul, Baul. That's a Baku, or like that's from uh, that's from Insurrection. Insurrection. <laughs> Whatever. Wrong show. Oh. Wrong movie. Sorry. Um. I I like that they were like part of the council. Yes. Yeah. You know. So you see, yep. you see that they've moved past our differences. Yep. They still look creepy. They're still like the shadowy people. But, they are very creepy. I agree. But, yeah. You know, but they're um, they've reconciled apparently. They've yep. unified. So in, in a thousand um, years, yes. But the uh, the the whole like underwater council scene that was that was cool. I even like mm-hmm. the set, like the, the design of it. Um, and then Sakul, is that his name? Is that correct? The call, the call, yes, the call. Um, he was like, just can't. He was like, can you please leave? <laughs> can you just go live your life? I was like, yes. Yeah, I thought that I was. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a nice. Uh, yeah, that was that was a nice scene between Saru and Sakal. Yeah, uh, I also thought it was really great the little uh, idea that. Your home is not just. Oh yeah, I really like that. Where he yeah. was like showing that it's not just the planet, but the galaxy or whatever, or yeah, the solar you're, system in the, the yeah. galaxy. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was really. Uh, really and that's cool. like the the wise Saru that I, I like. You know that yes. I think yep. we need esteemed elder need that is to a... balance Michael out. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I agree. Yep, it'll be good to have him back on the bridge next week. And no, it's like so he's coming back on onto Discovery. He is, yes. Because it's weird because he, you know, he was never like technically demoted. He was captain. Um, nope. So the scene that they re- did release, the preview scene, does talk does show him coming onto the bridge and like, oh hi, captain, and there he's like, Saru, just call me Saru, and then Michael turns to him and said, how about Mister Saru? Did he? He's still technically. Like, he still has the captain. He still rank. has captain rank. He's. I thought he was kind of on a leave of absence. Yeah, but he's he on didn't a leave. like resign, right? No, he's on a leave. Yeah. Okay. So we'll find out. I don't. Other than that scene of when he came back under the bridge, he's wearing the red command reds. Yeah, I just think it's, it would be weird for him to get demoted to like you know, commander. Or yeah, something. I think he he's either on as oh my god advisor or um, right. he's either on. <laughs> Can you make a note of the time on that one? <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, I think Saru is back as kind of an advisor maybe, but I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, he still holds his rank. Uh, he does ask everyone to call him Saru and uh, Michael suggests Mr. Saru. So uh, there's that, but we'll find out what kind of role he's going to play. I mean, obviously it makes, I, I think it's very clear he's going to be the first officer, but since we really don't have that role defined. No, I think he needs to be. It's just like more from a logistical perspective. You know, I'm kind of like, oh, does he just accept a demotion to do that? It's kind of, kind of funny. yeah, I mean, or, you know, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, also we're in the 32nd century, so who knows? I mean, maybe you could, you know, I don't know. I was like, so what? Because, I mean, technically he was battlefield promoted, right? He wasn't like she, 
she really didn't have any right to give him the captaincy of the discovery just like he really didn't have any right to give her the captaincy of the discovery technically yeah so there's there's a lot of like that like um there's a lot of protocol that was kind of absolved like kind of forgotten when they got to the 32nd century like mm-hmm. oh you know we need to find starfleet and oh starfleet will tell us what to do you know even though we're a thousand years behind right um you know so i think that there's that piece of of it like they had they had no right to promote each other they were both commanders so it's not like yeah but they still let him stay the captain of the discovery yeah, yeah. i like, think i think even the if admiral, they got even if they got back to starfleet yeah the the admiral probably affirmed the 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 yeah, and vance yeah. was working on directly you know he i feel vance recognized him as the captain of discovery yeah so so, so we'll just kind of see so i mean it's yeah it's um speaking of vance i'm sorry not to oh yeah vance podcast further um but i we got like this really nice little scene with him and his family and you can yeah. totally tell that um, he had a, he did a really great job of just having a complete different demeanor. Like he was yes. like much more smiley. He was happy. Just much um, more chill. Much more chill. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. It was nice to see him kind of like happy. You know. Yeah, and he kind of let there. Burnham kind of fight it out with the president, have that little discussion, and he really didn't interject, which I thought was maddening and. Uh, okay at the same time i guess well uh, he did say like she is the federation president like she doesn't need your permission to go on board your ship yeah which i i i don't know like is that true like i mean i, I they said it's true but is that true like could the federation president just come on to any starship at any time and take command well know. it's kind of like the is the is the federation president technically the commander-in-chief i don't know it's like think... how the president of the U.S. is the commander-in-chief of all oh. armed forces. Oh, and yeah. if it's like, I want to step onto a battleship. I don't think any of them would be like, no, bitch. Yeah, 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 true. I mean, I guess looking at it from that perspective, that makes sense. So, yes. yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it's the same thing. That's why I'm kind of like, yeah, if the president was like, yeah, you know, I guess I thought of, decisions. I, like, I, okay. I guess I thought Starfleet was separate from the Federation, but it's not. I, yeah. Yeah, it's the military arm. It's like the Navy or the military. It's like, yeah. um, but the president. I did like the, that they're going to do more science. I thought that, that was yeah. a uh, good thing. And I, I, you know, we talked a little bit. I think these experimental drives that they're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, review again, uh, which, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that it's clear that the Federation got too big and to like star wars sanity you know where there's thousands of voices right. and nothing gets done yeah so i think uh i think it's nice to see them returning to exploration but also you know i, I don't know I, I think these experimental drives are interesting but well we'll, we'll see where that goes. yeah i still yeah. you know and i still really want to see another starship bridge i really hope that we get to see i hope so something some other bridge yeah. um, of a ship that's from that era just mm-hmm. to kind of see what what we can what we can from that because all we've seen is the exteriors of these and mm-hmm. and so that would be cool but 
Well, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I'm interested. I mean, the stakes are high. I like that. I, I like that. I'm really uh, shocked that we lost Quajan, and um, I didn't really feel anything. But that's not new. Um, yeah, so it was. It was. It was shocking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Discovery's back, and we've got uh, twelve more episodes of it. So very excited. Uh, that that'll get us through till Picard in February. Yay! Slash project going back. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll I almost think out. now that we'll now that we've out. seen now that we've seen uh, of how they do arcs, these mini arcs. I'm wondering if it wouldn't be better to just watch the next five episodes of Prodigy all at once, and then talk about them, so we get less annoyed at some of the individual episodes. Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, they haven't officially said when Prodigy is coming back. I've not seen any. Oh, I, I just saw the Wikipedia entry. Yeah. So, so um, we'll see. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, well um, we should give a fine. quick shout out to fan sets. Yes. So our sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network is Fansets. And uh, I talked excessively about the Wrath of Khan pin that I got uh, last week in last week's horrible audio episode, but uh, that will forever remain. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely go over and check out Fansets. I, I know that they just promoted a huge bunch of DC pins, but they've got over 300 Star Trek pins. High quality. I can't wait to uh, see what new stuff is coming out for this season. Um, and uh, actually, I just saw an Instagram post that they are going to have a Black Friday sale. So definitely oh, cool. go and check them out. Um, let me see. Our Black Friday sale is our biggest sale of the year. And we'll run through Cyber Men Monday, so details tomorrow. So, uh, and tomorrow is um, Wednesday. So, when this episode's gonna come out, hopefully. So, head on over to Fansets. Put a bunch of pins into your cart. It's a great gift, quality gift for that Star Trek fan in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, except for Johnson. Don't get Johnson anything. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> It nearly killed me to get him to put Mariner on his shelf where there's Boimler. plenty of room. Boimler. Oh, Boimler. Sorry, I have Mariner. You're right. Boimler on his shelf. So, yes, do not get Johnson any pins. Um, but uh, pick some up for your family and friends who are Star Trek fans. And if you put in the code Pride, you'll get 10% off your order. But I would highly recommend that you check out the Black Friday sale. Because you're probably going to get a better deal than that over the the holiday weekend. So check that out. Check them out. Support them. They support us and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. So, Johnson, how do our wonderful listeners get in touch with us? Yeah. Um, you know, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your opinions and thoughts when it comes to both Star Trek Prodigy and Star Trek Discovery. And we would also love to know 
where you were when Startup First Contact first came out 25 years ago. So if you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride, or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. Very good. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, talking about discovery and we'll also get to talk about Coda maybe. Because you yes, will finish will Coda have, over I will have completed the long weekend. Reading. <laughs> I will have finished reading. So yes, we will get just there. in time to start reading book three, which comes out on Tuesday. I understand. So we'll talk about that. And next week's episode is called Anomaly. So this is the first time in Star Trek history where a title of an episode has been repeated without a part two or, you know, two or three for unification. Wait, what? So, yeah, the next week's episode is called Anomaly and okay. it's, uh, there's a Star Trek Enterprise. I think it's season three episode called Anomaly. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that, bitch. Oh, look at you. One upping me. Okay, you are dying. Sorry, I was coughing. Um, I'm out of water and my throat is dry. Well, we have been going at it for an hour and 41 minutes. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. Wow. All right, well, we let's wrap this up. So anyway, we'll talk about Anomaly next week and Coda and who knows what else. Mm. Uh, what other Star Trek news will be... Uh, reported but over the weekend but thanks everybody for listening to us ramble on about a lot of star trek wow and, star trek and uh we'll be back next week cool. uh, and have a great thanksgiving everyone yes happy thanksgiving everyone we're thankful for our listeners all three of you <laughs> yes we are thankful have a great week have a great weekend uh pick up some stuff at fan sets on this weekend support them they're great and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.